been gone like two hours. Let me ask you something. Tell me the truth. Do you think I'm evil? No. Where is the pizza? <laughs> Check one to you. Check. Check one to you. We're here. Can I get a little hotter in my in my headphones, please? Yeah. How's that? That's good. All right. That's good. Uh so it's it's uh January, what's today? It's the eleventh. Eleventh, uh twenty twenty. Uh we're now in season two. Is this season two? Sure. Okay. Uh this is season two. Um <clears throat> our our winter break. Uh, went a week long because we were both waylaid by the common cold. Yeah, it's both um, dry January and phlegm January. Apparently, Ugh, I think it's just my nervous system reacting to not having <laughs> not having alcohol <laughs> circulating. Your body's crashing twenty four hours a day. Yeah. I don't feel that bad. I mean, I feel good not drinking. I don't feel like in too much uh, withdrawal. But last night, I definitely wanted a beer. Um, I will say, I'm sort of tired of doing the month of not drinking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me too. I mean, like, I'm kind of over it. I feel like I've done what it's eleven days now, and I feel like I'm good. Yeah, um, I guess I have some weird feelings about it because uh, some people hit me up right at the beginning of January because of you know our brand January yeah. of Strength. Yeah, um, and I am kind of tired of being the guru for January of Strength. You're a spiritual leader, Eric. Right. Um, so I'm just going to, I said this before on the podcast, I'm not doing straight edge this month. I'm California sober. Yeah. You're the Ram Dass of not drinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We, I was talking to this guy about at, uh, in a work context and I let him know he needed to get a, a background check. And I was like, just so you know, you have to go through a background check and you might have a drug test. And uh, I just want to let you know that I don't care what he does. And he's right, like, right. oh, no, man, it's cool. It's cool. I'm straight edge. And I, as someone who used to be straight edge, that really was the most unappealing thing you could have said. I was like, <laughs> oh, God, now you suck now. Like, you're going to be so lame. You're like, pull out your little pen and click it. I found the narc. <laughs> yeah, Good. like, job no longer available for you. Make a note here on your resume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, chill the fuck out. Also, I don't care what you just do, whatever your thing is. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so far, I believe that you and I and uh, Will are going strong. What about Duncan? Um, I think that Duncan is going strong. I believe he is. Uh-huh. I haven't talked to him about it. Yeah. Um, I think he tends to have a little more flexibility than most. What about Chad? Chad drank on the second, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he came over here on the fourth and had a glass of wine with Maya. So cool. she, he pulled her down. Real nice. And okay. then Kate, that guy also doesn't even like drinking. I know. Like, what's his problem? He, when he was here, he said he doesn't like drinking, but he likes ruining January strength for people. <laughs> That's his brand. That's Chad's brand. Uh, and then Cade texted me yesterday and said that he fell off the wagon on the fourth. Wow. Damn. <laughs> Dropping like flies. Yeah. I've been having some great dreams, um, since, uh, not drinking. Yeah. Um, They've been they've been a little weird. I had brunch with my family and Emily Rajkowski on in one. Okay, nothing sexual about it. Okay, it took me a long time to find the orange juice, whatever metaphor that is. <laughs> um, okay, but it's been fun. It's been fun waking you up to like a a, a clear mind. <clears throat> I can't say that I've been having uh, dreams that are different than normal because I'm still hitting the vape at night before I mm, go to sleep. Right, um, which I'm kind of dependent on for sleep. I think interesting. 
That sounds like a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe not dependent, but it sure is nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so I know that that has an effect on your dreams. You tend to not dream when you're stoned. Um, huh. But I wake up feeling so rested. Huh. Like that it's, it has nothing to do with vaping, but yeah. like just not drinking for 11 days. I, I woke up at 6am today and when I wake up, I'm just like eyes <laughs> wide open. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Hey, same. hey world. Yeah. What's going I have on? things to talk about. I have an agenda. <laughs> um, yeah. I just wanted to, we should take a step back and do some, uh, freaking Eric housekeeping real quick. Uh, we are going to do a newsletter. Yes. Did we, that go out already? Yes. It went out already. The first issue of the <clears throat> newsletter went out. It was, if you want to sign up for the newsletter, I'll send it to you. <laughs> it's not like there's no pertinent information in there. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of a reminder just of what we're out. doing. Yeah. Just hanging out in your email. <laughs> uh, but um, what we would, what I would like is to use the newsletter as a way of, since like Facebook has kind of fallen off and like, I don't use Facebook anymore. Uh, it, it, we just kind of want to have another avenue for interacting with people. So if you have like an idea for a show topic, or if you have a question for us, like if you're a newsletter subscriber, you can just reply to the newsletter and we'll get that. Yeah. That's something we want to do more is like take ideas for reviewing from listeners. So if you have ideas for something, you can email us, you could post it on Facebook. Um, we, do we still have a phone number? <clears throat> no, they, it got taken away. We could, we could, <laughs> we could get a new phone. It number. got taken away. Yeah. Cause if you don't use it for yeah. a certain amount of time, uh, like Google takes it away and it reenters circulation. Uh, you can text whoever that, that new person is. Yeah. Uh, they probably have like, a, it's on their cell phone and like they're getting crazy yeah. questions about jerking off from people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of jerking off, uh, this week's episode, um, is about the, the nineties comedy sitcom, sitcom um mad about you yeah starring paul reiser and helen hunt yes uh let me check the dates what when it ran we're so bad with our research it's okay i have the wikipedia page open right all right go, um go i well i feel like this one was your idea yeah it was um we, seven years it ran holy shit it was on for a while and it was like a huge hit yeah uh it ran from <clears throat> Well, well, it's it's currently rebooted, so it's technically running right now. Mm -hmm. But it ran from 1992 to 1999. Right? Yes, yes. Um, so I was interested in talking about this after you suggested it because I felt like it occupies this weird place in my memory. Yeah, same. I never watched it at night. I only watched it during the day. It was part of like, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, I believe it Yeah, it was on A&E uh -huh. in the middle of the day. If you stayed home from school sick, there was a programming block that always included Mad About You in search of. I don't know what that is. It, it was like this show about like paranormal stuff and it was hosted by Leonard Nimoy. Okay. And it would be like in search of Bigfoot in search of the Loch Ness monster, you know, Pretty cool. and it, it would be that. And that's then, a weird back to back, uh, lineup there and Northern exposure. Huh? And so I was like <clears throat> in elementary school, right? <laughs> I, well, yeah, probably yeah, middle school, middle school. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching mad about you, Northern exposure. 
which are both like very rooted in the time. Yeah. Like non nonstop kind of trivial obsessions and navel gazing and very pre nine 11. Yes. Very pre nine (laughs) 11. Um, so I guess my overwhelming feeling about it that I remember feeling was I remember watching it and thinking, man, Helen Hunt is hot (laughs) as a middle schooler. Like, yeah, man, Helen Hunt is hot. Helen Hunt and I would have a much better relationship than her and this dick. (laughs) Than her and Paul Reiser. (laughs) Um, And I remember thinking, fuck, getting old is going to suck so bad. So I remember watching it as a kid. I'm not sure when I watched it. I think during the day as well. And I remember finding it really kind of like charming and endearing. But I can't pinpoint why I felt that way. Yeah. That was just like my overarching sense of it. Like I found it sort of like comforting. I think it's because it was like a couple who liked each other. Right. And I was like, Oh, this is different. Like I haven't seen this before. So like, uh, so I should say I only watched the, I watched episode season one, episode two, three, and four. Yeah. Same. Um, the pilot episode was not available on YouTube for some reason. And I just couldn't be bothered to look harder (laughs) for it. Um, I think that the um, <laughs> nonstop sarcastic banter oh, played well in the 90s in a way that doesn't work now. It's like a, a uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm like light version. Yeah. It's like a more palatable Curb Your Enthusiasm kind of. Yeah. Like the episode, the is it episode two where they buy the couch? Yes. It's unwatchable. It's so, I, I thought Richard Kind was really good in it. He's the, yeah. the, the, um, the friend, the, the, yeah, the, uh, gynecologist friend. Uh, right, I right, think yeah, he's yeah. just funny. He, yeah. He's um, very funny. Th- I watched three episodes of the show. Not even, I didn't even get a, yeah, same. not, not a chuckle. Yeah. Not a little like, yeah. Not, I mean, Ooh, you're being terrible. Yeah. You're just being like <laughs> mean to each other. Yeah. Well, to me, it felt like a vehicle for whatever Paul Reiser's comedy is. Definitely. And he has this like very thick New York accent. Is that how he actually talks? Yeah. Cause it's very put on. Yeah, so he like <clears throat> he has this way of speaking that is so particular to him. Yeah. It's like he's it's like he's always talking over his bottom teeth or something. Yeah, it's you know what kind I mean? of guttural. It's like it's it, I can't even I can't I wouldn't even know where to begin yeah. to try to do it, but it is like a a New Yorky kind of thing. Super New Yorky. But like I don't know, it's um like fast and kind of it's just like a kind of aggressive in a way too yeah it's like <clears> shitting <throat> on everything that anyone's saying or doing yeah and he's just sort of okay so i remember liking finding him funny and thinking he was kind of funny and <clears throat> helen hunt being very attractive watching it again she's m- like 30 percent of the show it's mostly him yes being a dick yeah. and her being like oh paul uh, I'm, but I'm I'm trying to be doing something nice over here. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to ruin it." Like, <laughs> that's like the whole shtick. Yeah, yeah. I um, I find it really depressing. Yes, like it. It's I don't understand how this <clears throat> show aired and people were like, "Yes, this is so <laughs> funny." I agree. Like, there's not. There's not many obvious laugh lines. Right. Even like, what's up? 
I said, yeah, yeah. Right. Even the um, like the canned laughter doesn't happen that much in the show. Yeah, it's like kind of just a quiet, and they're mostly in the apartment, just sort of complaining at each other. Yeah, R- real depressing. Yeah, I. <sighs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I. I I mean, the the truth is... I was going to say, uh, as a married person, <laughs> how true to form is this? So, I, uh, there were elements of the first three episodes that I could relate to. Sure. But I don't find them funny. You know? Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, that's when I'm at my worst. <laughs> like, so the, the episode, um, I couldn't relate to the whole, uh, like being relentlessly mean to your partner while you're trying to buy a love seat thing. <laughs> like, I mean, I understand the whole, like, Oh, I hate going shopping, but it was just a little too much. Like, I don't like you. Yeah. 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 Uh, but the whole, like trying to get out of the apartment on a Sunday thing, I, it felt very codependent. Yes. It's like, Oh, you guys just have a problem here. Yeah. 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 Totally. That's yeah. how I felt. And then they like, they they had that moment of being like, oh, we should just like go do our own thing. Yeah. And then like they they backed away from it because that was like too sad for them to contemplate. Right. You guys are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no. So what they did was they have single friends and like, oh, actually, our single friends are just sad and depressing. Good thing we have each other. We're not sad. We can do things together. Yeah. And they had sex and then ate a bag of chips. Yeah. Real bummer. Huge bummer. <laughs> after 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 she spent the whole day trying to make a cassoulet and yeah. he, and he was just busting her balls nonstop. Yeah. Her. Also, the sister is way hot. Yeah. Let's have a show about her. It's whatever <laughs> she's doing. Uh, wasn't um, f- is it possible that Friends was a spinoff of this show? I wouldn't be surprised because Phoebe's it feels very character, similar. Phoebe's character originally appears in mad about you i think oh really i believe so huh or it's like i know she's in in the show yeah Lisa she plays like a waitress or something or it's like it's phoebe's sister like there is a uh an overlap of worlds between right, right. between the two interesting um but anyway you know that's just my half qualified to, to uh, me <laughs> it feels like when harry met sally was very successful Yes. And it feels like kind of aping on that kind of mentality of these sort of lovers who like each other but fight a lot, but yeah. you like them still, and it's very New York-y. Uh, yes. And you like see the city as, a, as part of the show. But it doesn't quite do that. I agree. It's, and, and, and like it's the, uh, the charm of neurosis, you know? Right, like, right. oh, man, this guy right. is just like so New York-y and like – cannot stop complaining and over-examining and reading the New York Times. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I could definitely relate to that. I guess, you know, I see part of that in my own personality. And like, I think just being in New York makes you a little more aggressive. Like, okay, so the other day I was walking to work and if I'm in public and I'm walking around in public on the subway in a store, I'm the nicest fucking guy. Like, if I bump into you, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Right. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hit you. Right. I immediately turn around, look at you, make sure you're okay. Apologize. Not trying to step on your foot. Not trying to be a dick. Immediately. If you don't do that in return, I'm ready to fucking kill you. (laughs) 
I'm yeah. like ready to fight. Because if yeah. you're not trying to be the same nice guy, you're just trying to you're just trying to fuck with me. Yeah. It, then it's then it's on. I. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've talked to a shrink about that sort of behavior for a long time. It's like viewing the world through a lens of justice where yeah, where yeah. you are you are exemplifying justice. Yes. And when you see people going against that that uh it's my whole POV, man. Those, that rule book. <laughs> it's my whole life. Um yeah, uh when I hold a door for somebody and they just step around me instead of grabbing the door, yeah. That makes me want to burn the world down. <laughs> I get so mad. I want to I want to run ahead and grab the person by their neck and throw them back through the door and slam it in their fucking face. I was walking through Penn Station and some guy kind of tripped me a little bit because we were like crossing paths and I went to turn around to like say, oh, sorry, whatever. And he just looked at me. I was like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. I'm going to destroy this person. Don't and, you know I have good manners, you fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, because we're all, it's like the social agreement. And once you violate it, then it's just chaos. Yeah. The irony is that we live in a place where the social agreement is probably, um, like, like ignored the most. Oh yeah. Because everybody's on top of each yes. other. So like in a, <clears throat> in a place like, you know, like my hometown, where you you have control over bumping into people when you have those opportunities it's like oh i'm going to use social graces here yes. i'm going to hold the door i'm going to say thank you i'm going to like do all these things but here it's like hey you're you're practically in my living room get the fuck out of my way <laughs> yeah uh i was running through uh fort green near your near your apartment uh yesterday morning and i'm running through that like plaza when you cross fulton it's yep. like kind of like a little cobblestone plaza. It's like yeah, a yeah. wide sidewalk. And there's a guy, he's like probably my age, around my heights, like trying to look at his phone and like drink his coffee and do something else at the same time. His hand like jammed up. And I run past him. And, you know, it was kind of close to each other. And he says, slow down, asshole. I thought about that all day. I wanted to turn around, like knock his co- coffee cup out of his hand. I said, are you fucking kidding me? Are you threatening me? Dick? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I got all new drops for season oh, two. Okay. Retired the old ones. Oh wow. Um I miss I miss the um the Nick Cage one already. We're gonna bring in some we I got another Nick Cage. Sure. Hit you me. wanna hear it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's uh that's a lot. Where's that where's that from? <laughs> uh that is from the movie Deadfall, which I didn't even know existed. Uh-huh. Um how'd you find that? <clears throat> I just looked for like crazy Nick Cage performances <laughs> and it's apparently the craziest performance of his career. It's a movie that his brother made. So like the prevailing theory is that he's only in the movie because his brother made it uh-huh. and he just, it's like a, it's like this terrible movie that's supposed to be a detective story. And Nick Cage plays this like extremely strange character. Who's like trying to solve uh, a mystery, Okay, but he's like, a very strange character. So it's like Nick Cage acting at 110% in every single scene. <laughs> it's pretty great. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I feel you, man. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I actually had a, a moment the other day where I was like, yo dog, you got to reel it in. <clears throat> I was walking Charlie uh-huh. and you know, I have a, 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 a loop that I take him on around the neighborhood. Yeah. And one of my pet peeves is when other dog owners don't respect that I'm trying to do something. 
right? Like re- read my body language. Like, yes. Are we, are we open to having a little dog on dog encounter here? You know, yeah. or has my dog just taken a big sloppy shit on the sidewalk <laughs> and I, I am now pawing at it with a fucking bag covered hand trying to rake up this, <laughs> this liquid poo and then tie it into a knot without smearing shit all over myself. Right. That's so when, those are the two phases of walking your dog. Right. When I'm doing that, keep your, take a wide berth, keep your dog away from me because while I'm doing that, I'm also holding the leash that my yes. dog is on. Yeah. You know, what's worse than raking up soupy shit off a sidewalk with your hand trying to do that while a dog is yanking on that hand (laughs) it becomes a very tricky situation yeah so and and people will violate that occasionally like there are people who are like oh they're dogs they want to see each other and they don't care what i'm doing yeah so i usually kind of give them a little bit of a cold shoulder when that's happening like okay hey hey yeah i got got something going on here you know clean up shit over um Do you ever do it when you're not cleaning up shit? Only when it's like really late at night and I'm just like trying to go to bed. Yeah. I'll take him for a walk. And if somebody like, if I see somebody coming towards him, I'm just like, Hey, okay. And I just like keep, I don't slow down. Yeah. Uh, Hey buddy, I'm talking about you, but I'm like, I'm bent over. I'm mopping up this soupy shit off the sidewalk. And I, there, I can, Charlie starts pulling at me. I know there's a dog right behind me and I'm like, all right, this is another dog owner behind me. Clearly they could see that I'm, you know, I'm not down here raking a fucking Zen garden. Like I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm trying to get this done without fucking covering myself up to my fucking elbows and shit. Right. And so (laughs) I'm like, I turn my head a little bit and I see that there's a person standing there and they have a dog and I just go, okay. Right. And I go back to, I go, Hey, okay. Okay. Hi, I see you. Uh, Okay. And I go back to what I'm doing and then Charlie pulls at me again. And I'm like, this person is not seeing that I got a fucking thing going on here. So I finally, you know, squeegee as much poo into the bag as I can and then tie it up. And I stand up and I turn around like, (sighs) with this fucking look on my face, like who the fuck? Fuck. Yeah. Just giving me a hard time right now. And it's like a 13 year old girl. <laughs> and she's like, can my dog say hello to your dog? And I'm like, fuck. I am a fucker. Are you threatening me? <laughs> what kind of dog did she have? Uh, I don't even remember. I, I, I was just like, yeah, of course, of course. I'm so, oh, fuck. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. That's good. What is that? That's David Lee Roth. You suggested some DLR, so yes. I, I've peppered the nice, board. Nice. Some, uh, um, yeah, I think uh, is a lot of your dog walking interactions, like people wanting to just look at the dog and pet the dog who don't have dogs. Is there a lot of that? Uh, yeah, kids do that a lot. Yeah. Um, there are like the occasional bummer people who come up and are like, Oh, can I pet your dog? I had a boss and he just died last week. <laughs> and then they, they, and then it's like my, this simple walk we tried to go on becomes this like Hallmark movie and it's, yeah, it's yeah. sad. And, uh, but yeah, you know, like dogs in the neighborhood get to know each other. They say hello. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, when I was walking Manny, it was like, Manny's too stupid looking of a dog to like really engage with other people or other dogs. <laughs> like people would look at her and laugh. That's kind of, that's kind of about it. Look at this guy dragging a mop down the street. <laughs> uh, I remember one time uh, a woman and her daughter were walking by and the mom was like, look, she looks like a cloud. Look at the cloud. It's very funny. <laughs> look at that amorphous thing. Moving. It has no, has no discernible shape. Yes. <laughs> um, 
what was I going to say about something <clears throat> about walking dogs or putting, I forget. Um, yeah. And mad about you. Yes. Um, has this sort of like similar, like curb your enthusiasm ish snarky quality, but just doesn't, doesn't do it in a well that in a way that like you want to find absurd enough to be funny or charming enough to like him. Right. It's neither. You're just a grouch. Well, I think it's a combination. And you don't of, like your wife. I, I think <clears throat> it's a TV version of when Harry met Sally, like you said, yeah. um, I think it's like trying to do that same thing. But also I think that like that style of humor just doesn't hold up well. Yeah, it's true. Like it's, uh, I, I think that it is a vehicle for Paul Reiser's stand-up comedy. Yeah. And he, like, he's the creator of the show, him and some other guy. Yeah. And, and like just the, like, the like relentless raking over minutia. I feel like that's a real nineties thing. Yeah. Like him, um, in the bathtub scene was very weird. Oh, and he's doing the crossword in the yeah. bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, there's, I, I watched a movie just the other day <clears throat> that it's sort of occupying the same space in my mind, but I watched this documentary called dig mm-hmm. and it's about, the Dandy Warhols and uh, the Brian Jonestown massacre. Yeah. It's actually more about the Brian Jonestown massacre, but it's, it was made by the lead singer from the Dandy Warhols. Okay. And it's sort of about <clears throat> the movie is, is both about a rivalry and friendship that those two bands had. Yeah. And it's also <clears throat> about how um, the uh, Brian Jonestown massacre can't, help themselves but implode at every possible opportunity right right it is a great movie it's on youtube you can watch it for free Mm. if you can handle watching 90 minutes of like standard definition graininess on youtube sure um but like it's i mean the brian jonestown massacre is its own spectacle that's really interesting to watch because their music is good but also they're like it's like spinal tap like they're not playing a part they are those weirdos right and they kind of talk about that in the documentary they're like this dude is homeless and making music and like he, the reason he's homeless is because he can't hold down a job it, like, well aren't they all uh, heroin addicts yeah they were all on drugs they're yeah. all like super fucked up the the lead singer is just sort of this guy that's like lost in time almost like if you saw him and like heard what he was saying and listened to his music and I told you he was from the 1960s, you'd believe it. Right. Right. And if I told you the 1990s, you'd believe it. Right. Like he's just sort of this weird. I never really got into that band. Like they're fine. Yeah. People fucking love them. I think it's stoner music. Yeah, I guess so. It's psychedelic rock yeah, right? yeah. or something. Um, yeah. I never really listened to them very much until I watched that movie. Um, cause it was recommended to me. And since then I've been listening to it. I like their more polished stuff, Yeah, but like, uh, they have this early album called like, I think it's called thank God for mental illness or something uh-huh. like that. And it's just like, a lot of it is like garage rock noise. Mm. And I just like, kind of into that. I can't like pop my headphones in and listen to just like crazy blown out speaker noise for, oh, that's kind of my thing. You might like it. You <laughs> check out the early stuff. Um, <clears throat> but there is another kind of like subplot happening in the movie. And it's all about how the two bands are like at war with the music industry establishment and how like the music industry establishment is just these corporate assholes and like these A and R pigs who come to your shows and just want to make a buck off you. And like, 
it was such a 90s thing. Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore no, at all. Not at all. And these guys are talking about it like they are like these righteous warriors in this battle against these, you know, corporate overlords. Like they are just involved in the most epic and important struggle. And I was thinking, you guys are approximately two years away from this evaporating completely. Right, right. And it was just so weird to see them take themselves so seriously. Yeah. And like, well, I mean, it's something, something to rebel against too. And something to like stand up for as a rock band. But I, even like by the point they were doing it, um, and I'm not trying to make this about this movie, but like the point at which they were doing it, it was already like, so like rote, like yeah, so established yeah. that they're just like, like the way to like, like the way to be a rebellious rock and roller is to like constantly complain about the industry, right. even though they're like on MTV, they have videos. They're like, yeah, yeah. But, but it's like, like, and the dandy Warhols were like the worst about it because the other guys were like, uh, the Brian Jonestown massacre. They're just like so fucked up that they're just getting high and punching each other in the face on stage <laughs> and stuff. But the dandy Warhols were like really trying to make a go at being like a pop band. Yeah. Yeah. And they were on MTV. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um, that I would argue do not hold up very well. Mm. I like that one song a lot. <laughs> the heroin and so passe song. Oh, that's the one I felt like was really cringy. Ooh, I love it. You see the video for that? Yeah. Woof. Um, <laughs> but any, but so they, the, the, this movie was shot while they were shooting the video for that. And they like kind of show the reception mm. of that album and everything. But anyway, so I was thinking, wow, this is so weird to watch because the context inside of which all of this makes sense doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I sort of felt that about, um, mad about you Mm -hmm. like the reason this is just like not working for me in terms of the humor and the appeal like the charm is not there is i think because like that that context doesn't exist anymore yeah like that episode where uh his college girlfriend comes around and they go to the bar and meet her oh i didn't see that episode i think it's episode three or four huh and like his friend meets the college girlfriend okay I didn't see that one. And Helen Hunt comes to the bar and he's just horrible to her the entire time. He's just like the meanest fucking guy the entire episode. Right. It's like he, he hears about his college girlfriend, goes home and watches an old video of them together. Weird. Very. And, uh, and then, you know, his friend is at the bar with her and he goes and meets up with them with Helen Hunt and just ignores Helen Hunt the entire time. Yeah. And like flirts with the other woman. And it's just like, oh, you're a bad guy. Isn't there sort of you an element divorced for this? Isn't there like <laughs> a like a baked in element of like regret to the show? Doesn't it feel that way a little bit? Like like yeah, the maybe. the like I want to get out of here on Sunday and go do something. It's like it the regret is like I wish we were like better and more interesting than we are. I wish <laughs> that we hadn't gotten old, blah blah blah. Yeah. Like I feel like they're both like just kind of like bummed to be who they are. Yeah. Yes. Like it's a sort of like nineties boredom to it. Yes. I believe that the word we are looking for is on Yes. That is the word. Yes. This is the most like perfect depiction of, of nineties on Yes. Where it's like things are going great, you know, like, like culturally, pretty high on the hog like uh-huh. like the stock market was doing well yes. everything was kind of great like there's n- actually nothing to complain about right yeah so 
for for a middle class white guy. Right. So you just rip on your wife for trying to make <laughs> trying to make a cassoulet and not being as hot as your college girlfriend. Right. Like you're successful at your job, everything's going fine, you have a good apartment. There's a in that episode, no, in the um in the boredom episode, the Sunday episode, there's like a gay pride parade outside. Yeah. Which really like wor- works them up where they can't go outside. I I thought that was like fairly progressive. Yeah. That they're yeah. talking about the gay pride parade as like not even a, a, like a, it's just like not even a thing yes. that they're discussing. It's just like, oh man, we, the roads block because of the gay pride parade. I, I felt like in the nineties at the same time, it was like crazy when Ellen was on her sitcom and like came out as gay. Yeah. True. Well, there's no gay people that you have to acknowledge on the show. True. They're just like an idea outside in the street. Yeah. <laughs> We're just up here being bored. The gays are outside <laughs> yes. having a parade. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. And I, I wonder like what like nine-year-old me found uh, endearing about it. Because I don't think I was uh, interested in that kind of like harsh comedy at the time. Maybe I didn't realize it. Like maybe I thought sarcasm was funnier then. Yeah. So I was thinking about it. Like I think that what I responded to was probably like how – how over the top and broadcasted the humor was yeah. like, it's like, Oh, Paul riser just said something really sarcastic again. that's funny. <laughs> and I would just laugh, you know? Yeah. And, and even that kind of like sitcom style, like here's the joke, there's the laugh. Like yeah, yeah. that, that doesn't really hold up anymore. Um, so Helen hunt again, looks great in the show. Yeah. Total babe. She's sort of very like, attractive. I think the reason I was, so into her when I was younger is because she's kind of the ultimate girl next door. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But like grown up. Yeah. So it's like, it's like (laughs) Paul Reiser gets to actually like have the girl next door and like make a life with her. That's true. So that's what like the appeal to their situation was maybe for me. Yeah. And she, uh, again, it's weird that she doesn't have much of a presence on the show. Did you notice how fast she moves throughout the entire episode? She like runs around the house every time. Everything she's doing, she's like running from point A to point B. I'm not sure why they need to advance the plot that fast or something, but it's very strange. Um, maybe she's on like speed pills or something. Um, but uh, there, we were watching. There's a reboot now. I think it's why it's back in the public consciousness. Yeah, there's like yeah. advertising for it. Um, and I'm not sure why bring it back now. I guess because Friends is big and like 90s stuff is big again. Yeah. Yeah. Who like my niece for? watches Friends. Uh, Friends is still like. And thinks I, it's funny. I think in in England, Friends is still like one of the most watched shows. Yeah. Like they, they, apparently they all get like $12 million a year on. on it's fucking uh, wild. You know, royalties or whatever. I should do something like that. Uh, yeah, we should be on Friends. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Why didn't we have a podcast? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we watched, there was like a little teaser trailer that we watched before recording. And it's the same setup. Helen Hunt, Paul Reiser, they're in bed. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to disparage Helen Hunt at all. I think she's fantastic. Great actress. Yes. Beautiful, smart, talented, whatever. Um she got a lot of work done over the years. Seems to have, yeah. Seems to have, yes. yes. Cannot confirm or deny that. Yeah. That's my impression. Yeah. A, excuse me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> a good part of her face um, doesn't move. Yeah. Um, and the bit, the whole gag is whether or not she looks younger. Yeah. 
or she looks like run down. I can't remember what she describes it as, yeah. but she's like trying to make him admit that she looks that way. Yes. And he's like, no, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Very weird. And then he puts his glasses on and he's like, oh yeah, I see it. And then that's the end. That's it. That's the gag. And it's he like, sees how she looks. And that's the, what? That's the cold <laughs> open for the first episode of the reboot. So you're like, oh, 20 years later, she's still being treated like shit <laughs> by this guy. <laughs> and we're all laughing. Can't wait to tune in. <laughs> like what? Um, I mean, he looks like super bloated as like, you know, guys do typically. I know old men just get thick. Yeah. He just so swolled up. Do you ever like, I'm really not looking forward to getting like that old. No. But like, do you ever see when like, like old dudes get like barrel chested? Yeah. Like even when they're like fit, they still have like, it's like their fucking rib cage just like starts (laughs) popping out. I'm not looking forward to that. How does that happen? What's, what's going on? I don't know. Um, I'm going to start wearing, I'm going to wear Tommy Bahama shirts when that happens. I think we, we would start showing signs of thickness at this point. If we were going to do that, wouldn't we? Now? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've been going to CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been fucking, you know, burning some calories. You know what I'm, saying? I'm just saying, I think we would be like hulking up at this point if we were on the road to be like a, a, a barrel person. I mean, I've, you haven't seen me naked recently, but that's true or ever. I'm looking more <laughs> like a barrel than I'm looking like Stallone. Okay. Okay. Well, Stallone's looking like a barrel these days yeah, too. Stallone looks terrible. I'm, I'm, looking more like a barrel than I am looking like Stallone in first blood part two. Are, are you in better shape after doing uh first couple of weeks of uh, CrossFit? Definitely. And you were working out. Yes. Okay. Definitely. I'm bouncing back from the workouts faster. And I mean, uh, that when you were working out on your own. Oh, um, it's a good question. I, <clears throat> when I was working, when I work out on my own, no matter what I'm doing, I always just gravitate toward the stuff that's like comfortable for me to do. Yeah. So it's like I lift really heavy and slow or I run for really long period, long distances, but like never work on sprints or yeah. like, you know, like, uh, it's, it's interesting cause it's making me do things that I would never ever do if it were up to me. You do sprints in a uh, CrossFit? Uh, no, cause the weather's <laughs> cold, but I guess in the summer you have to do sprints like, mm. like around the block and shit. Hmm. Um, like I had to climb a rope 10 times yesterday. How's that? How are your thighs now? Fucking destroyed. Really? Yeah. I, I fucking, <laughs> my, my thigh meat on this leg is all, t- cause this is the leg that I wrapped the rope around. Yeah. So here and here just searing right now. This <laughs> brush burn, brush burn, baby. <laughs> I was wearing like little soccer shorts. Was everyone else wearing pants or tights? Yeah. No, there was like one other guy. Oh, there was one other guy who was my partner. Uh He's the guy who did 70 push-ups in one minute. He just didn't use his legs to climb. Whoa. Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) so he's a beast, huh? Oh my God. He's like one of those dudes. He's one of those dudes who just like lives fitness. Right. Right. Like he, um, he always wears like a headband. Okay. like with his hair sticking out on top. You know what I'm talking uh, well, about? That's kind of my look. One of those guys. Yeah. No, 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 no. You know what I'm, t- he's like, uh, he is so shredded, uh-huh. like not an ounce of body fat on okay. him. And he's like, I'm trying to think like, I knew people like that in college who were just like, like carries a jug of water around with him all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, but not like weightlifters, not like meatheads. They're like the kind of like, Hey, I just ran 26 miles. What's up? 
and they're like sort of they're sort of crunchy you know they're like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and they're like you know like he i bet he wears a headband everywhere he goes does he have like a paleo diet or something i'm sure he's i he could be like a paleo influencer right right he's one of those people yeah he could do like you could film him doing like a body weight workout on the monkey bars in the park and oh yeah like he's he's that kind of jacked. How long has he been doing CrossFit for? I have no idea. Probably since he was born. What else do you know about him? Nothing, <laughs> except that he's like super positive and like was like cheering me along when he was my partner. And I, was, nice. I just wanted to be like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You're you're like a fucking like a tick, man. Like you're 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 like body weight to strength ratio is insane. He's he he's just like climbing up the the fucking thing like a little monkey just using his hands and then he like tosses the rope out of the way so he doesn't hit it when he jumps back down and i'm like i'm climbing i'm like shaking <laughs> i get to the top and then i fucking just ride the fucking brushburn express back to the bottom <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like hell god it's terrible <laughs> but at the end and the whole time you're like I, the whole time in my head i'm like i can't do this I can't, I cannot, I can't do this. And, and you have to do like a circuit of things. So yesterday it was, they have this thing called a bear complex and it's you, you have to clean the bar off the floor, do a front squat, press it over your head, put it on your shoulders, do another squat, press it and then put it back down. Jesus, That's one rep. Okay. So you have to, so the, the workout we did yesterday was you do those for a full minute, as many as you can do. As soon as you're done with that, you start climbing that rope. How, mu- how much, <laughs> <laughs> how much weight are you doing on the, uh, the bear thing? Not much at all. I think like I had like a 65 pound bar or something. Yeah. Yeah. But you're like moving it so much. Right. So you do as many as you can for a minute, go climb the rope for a minute. Right. <clears throat> and then do you take a full minute to climb the rope? No, as many times as you can. Climb up, come back down. Climb up, come right. back down. I, I would assume it takes a full minute to climb the rope. How high no. is the rope? Uh, 12 feet, oh, okay, 15 okay. feet, yeah, something yeah. like that. It's not like gym class. You're not going up like okay. 90 feet okay. falling and <laughs> getting a spinal injury. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I think I watched a thing about a serial killer and like they traced it back to him climbing the rope in gym class and he fell and hit his head and got like a massive Interesting. brain injury and then uh. started killing people. Anyway, uh, and then as soon as you're done climbing the rope on the third minute, you have to start rowing balls out for a minute. Oof. And then the moment that minute's done, that's just one lap. You got seven laps to go. Holy shit. I, I have been close to crying in this class <laughs> because you look at the board and you're like, I got five more of yeah, those to yeah, go. And you're brutal. like ready to drop. Yeah. I have not thrown up, but I've come very close. Has anyone else thrown up? Not that I've seen. No, yeah. but I'm sure it happens. Did, did anyone else like <clears throat> tap out or anything? Uh, I saw one guy tap out. I've only reached the part of the class where like, I'm not the last person finishing. So I like the part of my journey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which feels good. So who's the last person? Is there like a new fat guy? Yeah, it's usually just the you know the new person. Yeah, I, yeah. I tapped out on a couple workouts when I first started. Right, and the coach was like, "You should tap out. You, <laughs> you did a great job. You look terrible. You should tap out. <laughs> this is gonna kill you." Uh, yeah, but you know, <clears throat> I'm trying to keep this fucking bod in check. Yeah, uh, not drinking definitely helps. Yeah, that helps a lot. The pounds just melt off. Well, you're just like consuming like hundreds of calories drinking all day. You know. Yeah, if not thousands. If not thousands, <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, 
Yeah. I've been, my snacking yeah. has gotten a little out of control. Since not working out? Since, since, since not, not drinking? Not drinking. And I think it's like, I just kind of get this ferocious appetite from working out. Yeah. And then I come home and I'm like, I'll have lunch. <clears throat> but then a few hours later, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Um, but like if there's like sweets of any kind, I'm the same way. I am wrecking. I them. fucking love, love any kind of dessert. I've been bringing, uh, I've been trying to bring lunch every day to work. I've been bringing like this like bucket of lentils and squash and it's been keeping me pretty filled up. Usually I'm hungry by like three, four o'clock. <clears throat> it is like just a tremendous amount of gas in my body though. I'm just farting all fucking day. Um, and like shitting three times a day. Dude, that's uh, not good. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel better and I'm full. No one else around you does. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a lot. It's taxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of uh, um, getting work done, uh, not shaming Helen Hunt anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I watch YouTube videos all the time. Yep. I think I watch YouTube videos more than I watch like regular TV shows and stuff. Sure. <clears throat> and I have somehow <clears throat> Doctor Phil has entered my my yeah, algorithm. My friends were talking about Doctor Phil recently. What's going on? Why is there like some kind of secret Dr. Phil push? I don't know. Um, so I have been getting these Dr. Phil videos in my recommendations and you know, I watch I watch them now occasionally yep. because they are the, it's just pure human freak show. Can you turn my headphones down a little bit? Yeah. Just to, just to not. Um, okay. How's that? Yeah, that's good. It, You're watching like the actual Dr. Phil show. No, it's only like clips Okay, and it'll be like, you know, uh, like lobster man or what? No, it'll be like, you know, <clears throat> one I watched recently was like a guy who won survivor is now like this hardcore alcoholic, like completely spiraling out of control, ready mm-hmm. to die. And they like brought him on the show to talk about it. And watch that. And he drank a liter of vodka before he came out on stage. Whoa. And it was just, he said he drinks three liters of vodka a day. Wow. And he's just like, he's one of those drunks. That's just like brain scrambled. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, well, Hey, <laughs> Hey Phil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like just, <laughs> But like nodding off in the chair, like and, and people around him are crying, like you're dying. He's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then Doctor Phil's like, Do you know what you're doing to yourself? Oh my like, god! But anyway, so the one thing that I can't stop staring at is that Doctor Phil has clearly had some work done. Oh yeah, and it's like his head. It looks like he wears a bald mask, but like a really good bald mask. Yeah. But the eye holes don't line up with his eyes. <laughs> like, That's terrifying. The eye holes are slightly off and it's the weirdest. Like I, I cannot stop staring at it. It's like, I'm staring into the abyss when they have this shot of Dr. Phil and he's like, like his, uh, for the listener, I'm sort of just like trying to peel my face skin away from my eyes, but it's like, it's like the mask isn't on straight. Yeah. Like him and Steve Harvey have that same like perfect one tone, no glare head. Yeah. And it's just terrifying. It's very strange looking. I think that Steve Harvey is aging much better than Dr. Phil. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but like neither one of them have any other. There's like one color palette for the like you filled your face with one color. Yes. It's a flat color. Yeah. And that's it. You can go to Home Depot and there is a <laughs> exactly. there is a, a little square that says Dr. Phil head. And you're right. And it, and it matches his entire face. <laughs> yeah. Lips, forehead, everything. <laughs> so, so weird. 
Yeah, I'm going to paint my car Dr. <laughs> Philhead tan. The matte finish. <laughs> yeah, the human body is not supposed to have a matte finish like that. Right, right. Um, I noticed, anyway. I noticed it a lot on uh, Steve Harvey's head. Because, like, uh, what's his name? Um, other bald guy. Uh, 90s comedian, goofball, hosts a game show. Oh, um, terrifying. Howie looking. Mandel. Howie Mandel. He has a nice shine to his head. Does he? He has like a natural shine, which is makes sense. Your head's oily. Yeah. You're, there's some Your oils. scalp is taut. Exactly. Right? You're <laughs> under those lights. Exactly. You're going you're gonna to perspire. Yeah. There's going to be some oil Dr. There. Phil doesn't sweat. Does not sweat. <laughs> and I don't know what's happening to Steve I Harvey either. I haven't sweat in, in 40 years. <laughs> like he got all his pores removed or something. Tell all me, what hair. is your problem? Why are you sweating out here? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, very strange looking. We should line them up, get them together. Yeah. That'd be a good Have show. Have them on for a panel. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about their heads. A power hour with, with uh, Steve Harvey. Oh, man. Dr. Could Phil you imagine? I bet Steve Harvey's the kind of guy you can't have like a normal conversation with either. He's apparently like Kanye. a total psycho. Yeah, that like makes sense. If you work on his show, like it's part of the agreement. Oh, he's mean? You're not allowed to make eye contact with him, that sort of thing. Whoa. You're not allowed to touch him, can't Whoa. shake hands with him or anything like That's that. That's incredible. And Howie Mandel is a germ freak. He won't touch him. I knew that, yeah. He does the fist bump. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you see Dr. Phil's mansion that's for sale? I thought it was his son's mansion. Oh, was it? Or something like that. Anyway, his son was living there. Well, the living room wall is covered with (laughs) 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 AK-47s. And like, and and the staircase, the banister of the staircase is made of like thousands of antlers. Like, so strange, crazy, very cozy feeling. (laughs) Oh yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Doctor Phil is the kind of guy who shouldn't be rich. Like, who doesn't know what to do all that money and isn't talented enough to be that rich? Yeah, apparently he's not even a doctor. Yeah, no, he's just like a goofball. Just a guy who was on Oprah once and she was, she's a kingmaker. She was like, (laughs) you, boom, this guy, he, you are a doctor now. (laughs) Um, yeah. Oh God. Oh no. My dad's calling me. Yeah. You should just stream him live here. Tap him in. So my dad, uh, I, this is probably really boring, but like my dad is a railroad fan. Meaning he loves trains. Heard about that. We've talked about this in the past. It is baffling. I don't understand it. One of the things that he does as a rail fan is that he has a scanner and he listens to the, the radio chatter of like the guys working on trains. Okay. So it's like, we're pulling number two out of the yard coming up around the bend. And my dad knows a train's coming. Yeah. And so what does he do? He gets like fully erect. Like what happens? Yeah. That's when, that's how he knows to like, he knows to like uh, drop his pants and lube up because the train's coming. So, uh, start fogging up the cab of his truck. Um, no, but so he has his scanner and I guess it stopped working and someone explained to him the reason your scanner stopped working is because they have switched from using analog radios right. to using digital radios. Sure. So he called me and he's like, that's just gibberish to him does not understand that (laughs) in any capacity. So he calls me and he's like, he's like, Hey, uh, I can't find a scanner anywhere because the scanner stores all closed down. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I tried. I I called this guy (laughs) in North Carolina who sells scanners and he wanted to sell me one for this amount of money. He's like, can you look on the internet for a scanner? And before the, before he's even done talking, I'm like, yeah, here's a hundred scanners on Amazon. <laughs> Which one do you want? I'll just send yeah. it to you. <clears throat> and he's telling me about the digital versus analog thing. I'm like, okay, you need a digital scanner. Yeah. 
And he's like, oh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure any new scanner will work. And I don't know enough about this problem to really say like, no, Yeah. I'm just saying, dad, based on what I'm reading in the last 30 seconds, it looks like you need like this upgraded technology, sure. which is significantly more expensive. And he's like, no, I think I just need a new scanner. How much is a dig- digital scanner? How much does that go for? Uh, like the very cheapest I saw was like 250 bucks. Okay. But they go up to like four or five, up to a thousand dollars. Sure. Right? And an, an old school like radio <clears throat> scanner is like a hundred bucks. Sure. So my dad's like, just get me one of those hundred dollar ones, knowing it's not going to work. But I okay. can't explain to him the Why difference. Why not just between, order him the digital one and not tell him? Because he had his mind made up that like this particular brand and model was the one that was going to like work for him. Okay. So I ordered it knowing it's not going to work. Yeah. So he calls me the next day. I ordered it on Amazon and he's like, does Amazon have a phone number that I can call and talk to somebody about this scanner? My dad asked me where the warehouse is so he can go pick up his TV because it was being delivered to him. And I was like, it'll get there on Monday. He's like, can I just go get it myself? It's like, you can wait like three days. Uh, yeah, they have about a thousand warehouses. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know which one it is. I don't care. Yeah. It'll show up in your house like magic in like two days. Yeah. This isn't. <clears throat> this is an old person thing, yes. but they're used to, I'll only speak about my dad. I'm not going to make generalizations. No, it's about accurate. People. Yeah. My dad is used to buying a thing from an expert in that thing. Yeah. Or someone who's pretending to be one, right? <laughs> right like, right. like go to the, ele- go to the department store to the electronics section and have the guy who's standing around twiddling his thumbs tell you, Oh, I know this is the best TV. The scanner department at JC Penny. Right. Go there. And the guy working there will be like, Oh yeah, this is the best scanner ever knowing nothing, yeah. but make him feel good about buying it. Sure. And my dad also sort of feels like it's not his job to understand anything. It's just his job to pay for it. Okay. So that's why he wants to talk to an expert. I see. He wants to give the money to the guy who knows about it so that guy could do the work of telling him which one to get. Sure. <sighs> Obviously, that is not how things work. You are now that guy. I am now that guy about yes. everything. <laughs> so I, I order the fucking scanner for my dad. I'm like, okay, dad, it'll be there tomorrow by 4 p.m. And yeah. he's like, what? How, they can deliver it that fast? I'm like, yeah, dude, you... You, you live down the street from the Amazon warehouse. Again. <laughs> yeah. So, so the next day I get a call at like 6 PM and I'm like, great, something's going wrong. I answer the phone. My dad is screaming about how mad he is because the scanner is broken and won't turn on. So I'm like, okay, are you sure? Like, yeah. I know it's possible to buy something and get a dud. Yeah. But like, how complicated can a scanner be? And he's like that mad about it? I'm super mad. Yeah. Super mad. My dad <laughs> loves getting mad. Okay. Also, he cares about so little. Yeah, right. And, and like in the handful of things that he gives a shit about, scanners claw close to the top. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's like a scanner and his girlfriend are probably the two things he gives a shit about. Okay. So I'm like... I'm finding it hard to believe that it doesn't work. Yeah. So I go online and I find a PDF of the thing. I get off the phone with them. I find a PDF of the thing and I look at a picture of it. I'm looking at the instruction manual, but I look at a picture of it and there's a power button right on the front. Yeah. Right. And my dad's like, I pushed all the goddamn buttons and the thing won't turn on. (laughs) So I call him back and I'm like, dad, this is probably a stupid question, but looking at the scanner and I like, I, I go through each row. I'm like, yeah. okay, this button says search. This button says scan. This button says that. He, he has bad vision too, right? I mean, he has glasses. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, at the bottom of that column of buttons, there's a power button, right? Yeah. And he's like, well, there's a button. It's got a, I, it looks like a light 
he doesn't know what a power symbol is ah. because a power symbol like used in electronics has been adopted yep. from computers. Sure. My dad has no. Yes. So to my dad, if it doesn't say the word power, he wouldn't know. Yeah. So I said, okay, the instruction manual says you just push that button for three seconds. And like before I even said that, I hear bloop. <laughs> okay. And I was like, dad, was that the sound of it turning on? <laughs> And he was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and his whole world just opened up. Yeah. Uh, and he just tried to call me now. So I think we're at the part of the adventure where he realizes that it's the wrong type of yep. scanner and, and it's, it's got to go back. Wait, so when he turned it on, didn't he realize it wasn't going to work soon enough? You have to program a scanner to like look at different frequencies and stuff. It's a whole I thing. See. I'm sure he's been doing nothing but that got the it. past couple of days. Got it. But I was just thinking about how utterly lost someone like my dad. And it sounds like potentially your dad. Yes. How lost they are in the modern world. Yeah. Because there's this whole language of like the way things work. Yeah. That they're utterly like like, ignorant. We didn't grow up with a computer. Neither did I. Yeah. And my parents still don't have a computer in the house. Mm. Same with your parents. Uh, I know my dad has one. Yeah. He uses it to watch YouTube videos of trains. That's it. (laughs) So there's no computer in the house at all, which I find strange. There's no moment where my parents are like, you know what? We should get involved in this whole computer thing. Yeah. We should know what the internet is. Yeah. Like my mom uses the internet on her phone, but that's kind of about it. Interesting. Yes. So she probably thinks of it as like a phone only kind of deal. Probably. Yeah. She's on Facebook on her phone. Yes. Um, And so every time my dad comes to visit, he asks me how to get here. Right. Right. Which, of course, because you don't have Google Maps that you use or you don't look it up or whatever. A couple years ago, he showed up at my apartment with a printed out MapQuest map. And I was like, where did you get that? (laughs) Did he like go to the library and print it out? I don't know. He wouldn't tell me. I think he did it at work and had someone print it out for him. Right. But it was like, it felt like this amazing piece of like internet, like um, artifact that he, that he came with. And he's like, Oh, I have this. I found this thing. This will get me there. Uh, Yeah. It's so like, how did you find this? (laughs) (laughs) I, I, yeah, it makes me, uh, like those moments are the moments where I realize like, Oh, you don't get anything. Right. You're in a different world. Yeah. You don't understand anything that's going on. Right. And like my dad has this way of like not hearing things that, um, contradict his like kind of walled off world. Sure. So I could be like, dad, you see that button, that symbol, that circle with the little line on it, that's a power symbol. And it doesn't register that I've even said that. Sure. He will see that symbol again and have no idea what it right, is. Right. Like that is not a new thing that he will work into his understanding of daily life. It's a weird G. Yeah. <clears throat> it got me really worried about like, at what point does that become what I'm doing? Oh yeah. Right. That's what I was saying before about jumping the shark. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what I'm talking about. That's what Billy Eilish is to me. Eilish, whatever her name is. <laughs> I watch her on SNL. I was like, I don't get this. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I like, you get it like, okay. So Eric and I had like a a joint birthday party recently and the bartender there has a very particular fashion sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I saw him again recently. Yeah. And it's almost like he's into Marilyn Manson. Yeah. But like, like, like mechanical animals era Marilyn Manson. I think it's like irony. 
right? I don't think it is. That mustache? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's, it's like inherently ironic. Okay. So the next time I saw him, he's wearing like a long black sleeve, like tight shirt, but on like in the, the shoulders, there was like a, a patch on the shoulders, like a little rectangle that was silver yeah. on each shoulder, like bright silver patch. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> that's like mall goth shit. Yeah. But like for now, but like that's, that's like retro now, but what is that kid into? That's what I want to know. Like, what is he into? Probably like Billie Eilish. <laughs> That's so weird to me, though. Don't you think? Like Billie Eilish looks like she looks like Marilyn Manson too, right? Yeah, it's everything is just this mishmash of like aesthetic references and stuff, though. Like it doesn't, it doesn't there's line no up. Cl- like there's no longer a clear line of what something means in an aesthetic, right? There's no like clear A to B. Like this kind of shirt or like like fashion sense means you're into this. We no longer live in a world where someone wearing a Nirvana t-shirt means they like Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> that much I know. But like this guy, he was wearing some sort of, uh, I think I mentioned this before on the show, like a metal band t-shirt. I yeah. was like, cool, what metal band is that? Like, like, a, like a black metal band or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's a Raph Simmons t-shirt. Right. Yeah, it's, it, that's just an aesthetic. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> I, I find it very perplexing so like what are you what do you like then <laughs> like are you into metal stuff or do you think metal's cool no because you're like aping this the aesthetic of metal so you like the aesthetic of metal it's because kanye west who is a massive pop star comes out wearing like something that resembles like a gutter punk's battle vest and then all of a sudden, did he wear that? Yeah, oh. that's why. Like, like that's why there's been this like mishmash of like metal aesthetics and hip hop culture and like pop music <clears throat> and like <clears throat> Billie Eilish wears like a size quadruple X Nirvana t shirt, right. and it's she's like, like the bass player in Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Right. I saw a guy yesterday wearing a leather bomber jacket that uh-huh. on the back had an embroidered misfit skull on it. What? And I guarantee I am not. Listen, I'm not trying to judge a book by its cover, but I'll bet this guy has never in his life listened to the misfits. We're like, we are 138. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? You <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just it's all. It's all just a mishmash of like aesthetic references. And the only thing anybody's listening to is fucking Billy Eyelash. <laughs> Billy Eyelash. That's funny. That's our new mascot. Billy Eyelash. Everybody's listening to the same fucking shit. <laughs> but like her, her music doesn't have, it doesn't feel like it has like a point of view to it. Like, I don't feel like there's like a, a sound or like an aesthetic, like true reference other than like pop songs. Yeah. That's what people want from their music. They just want like enjoyable pop music. Also, she's like a seventeen-year-old rich kid from L.A. What fucking point of view do you think she's gonna? Have? I don't know. Like, pick. A, I, I wanted her to pick like a, a like a a kind of thing she's trying to do. She's trying to buy more oversized t-shirts, dog. That's her whole life. <laughs> yeah, I guess she's trying not to get eye fucked by old dudes like us. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care about how she dresses. I just mean more like, are you after like, are you signaling to this kind of thing or this kind of thing? Like there's no dude. We come from a simpler time. Fine. Fine. You know? Yeah. I said to this, we we came from a time when, when Jenko's and vans that, that was our, our lingua franca. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was talking to this design intern uh, yesterday, and he's asking me about an illustration he was working on. He wanted my feedback, and I was like, "Oh, that looks like like Liquid Television era Aeon Flux." And he was like, "I have no idea what the fuck that means." Uh, huh. it, had, it had that like aesthetic to it, yeah. And so it was hard to explain what I was trying to trying to go for. That's just like really severe anime, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Sort of? But it has like a like a real like the illustration style is very specific. Yeah, in that show. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I could see liquid television not being a, a reference that somebody would get, but like Aeon Flux is Aeon like Flux, a, yeah. That's like a, I was I was trying to make sure it wasn't the movie he was thinking about it. Right. Yeah, the cartoon, yeah. Got it. Yeah. I feel like that's a that's like saying Akira. Sure. It's yeah, like a, kind a of. thing people know about. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. People are way dumber than you think. <laughs> that's the problem. We're we're, we're getting <clears throat> older, that's the actual problem. Um so that has been our review of Mad About You. Um we have a question. Do you want to hear it? Sure. <laughs> oh, what else? Oh, I had notes. Um, the only other thing that I noted about uh, Matt about you was Paul Reiser's body is sh- he has an old man body and he's still a young guy. Did you notice that? He's what? shaped like a square in the nineties one. Yeah. Well, his, his uh, wardrobe does not lend him any uh, any compliments. Every in that episode where they're at the department store, when when Richard Kind's character is trying on pants, yeah, they're the biggest pants I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yes, everyone wears a size thirty eight back then for some reason. Um, I remember like being, being like I think seventeen or eighteen, and f- buying jeans for the first time because all I wore were like dickies, yeah, and like cargo shorts, and going to the mall, and I was like, oh, my I remember my friend was like, you're not a size thirty four. I was like, but what? And so like <laughs> <laughs> buying pants that actually fit. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> it was a different time. Like uh, this. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. I, so you just reminded me, I've been watching the Sopranos. I'm just going to start dressing like Tony Soprano when I get thick. <laughs> Why? Because he just wears you know, like, look, look like my uncle. He just wears like slacks and a big, big fat guy shirt. It looks so comfortable. I guess so. It's the only thing that you can wear in like a way that doesn't like oppress your body. Yeah. And then you just scowl at everybody <laughs> so they don't give you a, a, a problem about your huge belly. <laughs> um, okay. So we uh, have a question from a listener. Great. Uh, this was a response to the newsletter. So don't sleep on the newsletter, people. Sign up. Um, he said, hey, y'all, glad you guys are back. What's you and Frank's take on things to do when going through a breakup? Mm. It can either be doing stuff to stay positive or giving into the despair of the moment. Ditto for any specific movie or album recommendations on this subject. Interesting. Yeah. Um, So I have a few drops specifically for this guy. Okay. If people don't like you, if you're being yourself, fuck them. (laughs) That's my first one. Those are words to live by. Where's that from? That's Bernie Mac. (laughs) Can you play that one more time, please? If people don't like you, if you're being yourself, fuck them. That's true. I like the rage in his voice. He really amps up for the fuck them part. Yeah. Um, So he's asking for advice about uh, breakups. Is that right? Yes. Uh, I have one more drop that I want to play for this gentleman in response. And then we'll give our educated feedback on this. Um, But here, here you go. I don't care how tough you think you are. Nothing hits harder than life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. 
okay? And don't be pointing fingers saying, I'm not where I need to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. What is this? Um, that was a guy who got um, eliminated from a reality show, and that was his parting message to the rest of the contestants. Okay. And then that sound at the end was him just repeatedly flexing until he fell over. <laughs> What reality show was it? I'm pretty sure it was I Love Money. <laughs> that guy sounds fucking insane. Yeah. I like when uh, life advice is, uh, is um, given to me in like a scream yell, like, yeah. a, like a, kind of like a talk yeah. yell. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good drop. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, all right. <clears throat> to our listener who uh, has... Um, you know, been cast upon the rocks of love. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question one more time? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, what's you and Frank's take on things to do when going through a breakup? Uh, I really appreciate that he hasn't listened to our previous podcast because he would not ask us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he said it can either be doing stuff to stay positive or giving into the despair of the moment. Mm. He's giving us, you know, He's giving us options for yeah. our answer. Um, and ditto for any specific movie or album recommendations mm. on this subject. You want to go first? or um, uh, Well, what I would say is uh, you can't change the way other people think. It's true. You know what I mean? It's like, true. I feel like you can that, manipulate them, yeah. but you can't truly change how they think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is, I, I feel as though, uh, the despair sets in because your, your mind is just like working overtime and you're thinking like, what could I have done? What could like, if things were a little bit different, like maybe this would have turned out a different way or what's wrong with me or what's, you know, like what, what did I do wrong? Or like, why does this person want to be mean to me or have a vendetta against me? Like, for, you know, like why am I being treated so poorly? Yeah. And the reality of the situation is that most people just act with basic self-interest. Yes. It's not, it's not greed. It's not malicious. It's just, you have to be happy. They all, people also operate in a way to protect themselves too. Yes. So they're not giving you what you want because it makes them uncomfortable or it makes them feel vulnerable. Yeah. So don't expect to get the reception you need to calm yourself. Yeah. I think that a lot of people get into a situation, myself included in the past, um, I'm a married man now, uh, but in the past, in some relationships I've been in, you can trick yourself into thinking that uh, a relationship is greater than the sum of its parts. Yes. So you feel like you and the other person should be willing to sacrifice your own happiness for the existence of the relationship, right? Yes. And then when you get dumped, you're like, hey, <laughs> I thought we agreed that we're willing to fucking suffer for this. Hey, I wasn't happy too. That was the deal. <laughs> right. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So I think that, um, first of all, if that's if that applies to your situation, you have to recognize that like uh, a relationship is nothing but the sum of its parts. 
And that means like you should both be equal contributors to whatever it is you're creating together. And really the best thing you can bring to a relationship is being a sort of whole and satisfied person. That's great advice, Eric. Yeah. Uh, I would say when the imbalance happens, that's when the problems start. Oh, when someone starts giving more or, uh, you know, or getting, not getting what they need, then you just talk about it. I feel like young, oh God, it's stupid shit like this, but like, I feel like people are, it's hard to people, for people to express what they need oftentimes. Definitely. And that is the harder part of getting what you want, whatever, whatever. Um, what was I going to say? Something about that? Fuck. Um, yeah, I'm a big, uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder guy. Uh huh. Things in retrospect are always rosier than they were in reality for me. Oh, for sure. For sure. That's my MO. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if you're asking how to get over things, that was kind of your question and how to move on, uh, just start running. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, uh, a great way to move on is to get out of your own head. So run, work out to a thousand pushups a day. Yeah. Um, it's pretty easy for the pendulum to swing a little too hard in these situations eh. where it's like, now I'm going to become the Ubermensch and this person is really going to realize how they fucked up or, when I am vascular. Like, or we'll get all yoked <laughs> for your next partner. Right. To, to Laura new maiden into your like chaos of despair of, uh, what's the word? Um, the bit of despair. <laughs> no, 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 I have a rebound. Yes, yes. Like, you know, you can get reel them into your uh, rebound whirlpool of shame and hate and self loathing. Yeah. With your, with your fitness spiral. Yeah. You want to, mm. yeah. You want to spiral out of control with um, an extreme adherence to a diet and fitness regimen that you can't possibly maintain over a long period of time. Yes. Yeah. And, Trick them into thinking you're more fit than you are. Yes. Long term. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to, like, get, like, just get as jacked as you can in a short period of time. Do like fucking like start posting videos on Instagram. If you doing muscle ups and shit, yeah, like yeah. get shredded. Right. <laughs> and then you want to go out and you want to find somebody who's way hotter than your previous partner. Yes. And then start posting pictures of the two of you. And then you can let yourself go oh, yeah. because you've, you've just you, and ease into that next relationship. Yeah. And they're like, wait a minute. I thought we were doing this together. I thought we were shredded together. You're like, no, we're not. No, I just needed a shredded person in my pictures. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Yes. And then that person will email us. Correct. And ask what went wrong. And it'll just go on forever. Yeah. So, uh, but th- some real advice that I've given um, young people who ask me, I will not name names, but it, it, it does happen from time to time. I always say, the nature of the question is always sort of, oh, why, why did this person act this way after we hung out and did this? And like, I thought it went really well, but then they acted like this. Why did this person say this thing? And I always tell them because they don't love you. Yeah. They're just not into you. <laughs> like I know there's like that book from the nineties. Like he's just not that into you. Yeah. Um, the, the reality is that like you, people get ghosted, people get broken up with people. The reason why is because the person who's doing that just doesn't like you enough. Yeah. I mean, you probably did something wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> or like you probably aren't attractive enough or I don't know, something, something you probably did to turn them away. That is a possibility. <laughs> Um, but it is often the case that like, it's just not working and like, that's okay too. Or yeah, they probably, they had some complicated feelings about something that they couldn't express. Yeah. 
And the result in that is them breaking up. But it's possible you're bad in bed or you're not very caring or loving or yeah, smart yeah. enough or funny maybe, enough. Maybe you're emotionally distant and you have an average penis. And they have a coworker who's like maybe just a little bit more attractive than you who has slowly worn them down over long periods of time. And you were a little suspicious, but you thought maybe you were just imagining it. And then finally your partner broke down. This is very common. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to emphasize that enough. Very common happens all the time. Yeah. Just that's the way life is. Things work out that way. Yeah. And then your partner was getting railed by their coworker <laughs> who doesn't care about them at all. It's true. But it was enough of a wake up call to fling for that, for your partner to know that they deserve to get railed better on a daily basis. <laughs> um, do we have more questions? <laughs> uh, well, they wanted suggestions for, um, albums. Oh, right. Yes. I would recommend, um, uh, poison the well, <laughs> Uh, you, is it you? What's the one with the, the guy with the flower face before you You come before you fucking just play that album. Uh, there's some real good rage songs on there. I would recommend alternating between that and hate breed. That was what got Mm. me through my last breakup. Um, I'm more of like a sad tunes kind of guy when I'm (laughs) I'm feeling down. Uh, I like to put on my noise canceling headphones, just go in a little like mind cocoon, uh, with like some dark moody music. I have a playlist I can send you. It's called super sad, super true. Um, it's a lot of like, (laughs) it's a lot of sad instrumental music. A lot of time York, um, yeah, we could, we could post that if you guys want. Yeah. I mean, if you want to walk around in the fall, listening to mineral kicking leaves down the sidewalk, you could do that. Yeah. But what I like to do when I'm going through these hard times is I spend the day psyching myself up artificially by listening to things like hate breed uh-huh. where they're like, you are the master of your own <laughs> destiny. Your friends are the only people that matter. And then <clears throat> at night, then I, I watch coming of age films at night. Mm, and boy. lay under a blanket That's and, a real and wrist slicer, huh? wish that my life had worked out better. Jesus, dude. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm coughing. Um, a little like needle in the hay in the background, huh? Jesus. Yeah. You spend the day listening to hate breed and then lay on the couch under an Afghan watching um, like Ad- Adventureland. Yeah. Or like uh, Noah Baumbach <laughs> movies. Yeah. Um, we had a comment from a listener and fellow podcaster, our friend, Steve, he has a great podcast called the Steve and Kyle podcast. Um, I am assuming they, we were inspired. Our naming sequence inspired them for their podcast. Yeah. Um, so the, the Steve and Kyle, I would check it out if you're interested. It's on, uh, you're welcome. Steve and Kyle (laughs) Spotify or I don't know (laughs) wherever you get podcasts. Uh, he said, listening to the growing pants episode currently, I thought our podcast had a lot in common until you, Guys, blasphemed one Bruce Springsteen. Now you're dead to me. I'm sure Kyle would agree. Well, you know. <clears throat> um, so that's all you. So it's, uh, it's all Eric Price shitting on. But listen, the boss. I, I'm pretty sure I walked that back a little bit after I. Uh, would you say in the bar that he's terrible or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> I said that. Um, uh he sucked, <laughs> but I only said that it doesn't suck in the context of the moment being, I was in elementary school and right. I was pretty yes. much listening yes. to nothing but like Metallica and stuff at the time. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, everybody talks about like how awesome this guy, Bruce Springsteen is. And then I hit play and I was like, what is this rock sax bullshit? <laughs> 
Right. So we've evolved. We respect the boss. Yes. I've grown to appreciate him. It's not part of our uh, current uh, cycle of music. It's on the current playlist, if you will. Right. It might maybe a track and make it on a super sad, super true. When I'm on like a road trip, I like to throw yeah. on some Bruce Springsteen. You know, when you don't care what you're listening to, kind of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> when like whatever's on. Um, yeah. Um, so sorry. Uh, <laughs> so that was our review of Mad About You season one. Yeah. Um, you know, you could take our word for it or you can dive in yourself. Yeah, it's on I, YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It, the whole first season is on YouTube, um, except for the pilot. Um, I, w- I wouldn't recommend it, honestly. Yeah. I mean, especially this guy who just got broken up with. Yeah. Oh. I mean, if like you and your partner are currently fighting and you want to watch it together and, and find something relatable. Sure. Yeah. That guy who got broken up with should just watch Warrior. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he could, could like, really relate to Tommy. (laughs) You know, the one who doesn't have a a hot-ass wife? That's true. (laughs) He just has a drinking problem and a deadbeat dad. Yeah. Yeah. Take that for a spin, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It it will definitely uplift you. It'll get your heart heart rate up, for sure. It will definitely get you in the mood to go to the gym and listen to Hatebreed. Yes, yes. Get those traps popping. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, respond to our newsletter. Uh, Check us out on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, uh, you can just go to frankanderic.com. There's links for stuff there. Also in the show notes, there's a link to sign up for our newsletter. Um, And yeah, we'll be back next week with a review of something totally... Something different. Arbitrary Mm. and different. (laughs) (laughs) All right, stay positive. Simplicity is chalking up the score. Ah.